Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Larry Kim here, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. Today we have Brian Jimenez on the line with us, and he's a brand strategist in the non-hiring meeting. And what we're going to be talking about today is how to go out there and break barriers if you're in the professional. Brian, you take a moment to kind of introduce yourself how you kind of industry you're in. Yeah, my name is uh, Brian Jimenez. I brand strategist at Archimedes uh, Branding, and uh, I, I got into this industry. Um, I think it was mainly by accident. Um, being someone who's, who's mainly self-taught, um, I found myself uh, confronted with all kinds of uh, seemingly impenetrable barriers, and um, had to try to figure out how to. Uh, break them down, and, you know, hopefully as quickly as possible and as, as painlessly as possible. And uh, in the process, uh, you know, was able to grow quite a bit and uh, learned quite a lot and uh, was able to realize that, you know, this may be something that uh, other people may find useful as well is uh, to understand how to identify certain barriers and uh, figure out how to break them down. Uh, especially when uh, there may be barriers that haven't been uh, faced yet, new barriers that we've never seen. And so uh, now I try to uh, help others with uh, the, the tools, uh, mindset, and uh, in other ways try to uh, break down barriers and when it comes to their personal brand, when it comes to their business or their personal life. Uh, in, in relationships and in, in many aspects of life. I can see uh, a lot of challenges and barriers that people basically go out there and face. Um, a lot of people nowadays, they've seen a lot of growth happening online. So what they want to do is they want to go out there and grow as well. But a lot of people, when they jump into it, like it's a challenge. And um, there's all kinds of barriers that people could face. What are some of the most common ones you see, and how could people go about overcoming those? Well, when it comes to growth, uh, there, there's quite a few barriers that people come up, depending on, on the, the uh, objective that each individual has or each business has. Um, but when it comes to uh, being able to, to grow, uh, like, for example, their business, uh, one of the, the big obstacles that I've seen that people have is, uh, you know, how do I make a, a, like genuine connections with my audience? Um, that seems to be a, a, a big thing that becomes uh, easier said than done. And they see other people maybe doing it, other brands that are having a big impact or that are, you know, quote unquote, going viral. Um, but then some uh, organizations really struggle with, you know, resonating in a way that makes sense, that comes off as authentic, uh, that really, you know, kind of emotionally, you know, uh, hits the chords. 
and uh, that's one of the big challenges that I've seen. Uh, another of the big challenges that I've seen uh, is uh, having a hard time really kind of breaking into uh, a new area and, you know, maybe whether that's doing research and development into a new area or whether that's, you know, getting into a new niche um, or whether that's, you know, trying to identify that, that new, that new thing, that new product, that new service, that's going to, you know, be the big thing in, in that industry uh, that does require uh, a different approach to problem solving. And uh, that has been a challenge for, for quite a few organizations as well. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, those are two definite challenges that people really go out there and face. Uh, the first one when it comes to going out there and communicating and going out there and making sure that uh, <clears throat> your message is well received. It does take years of time to practice. And when you see someone go, it makes a lot of people think it's easier than it looks. However, it's really that you kind of do help establish that credibility, that trust, and start building up a relationship. Exactly. And that's one of the things that, um, as an organization, um, you know, having access to certain resources, uh, you know, financial resources, uh, sometimes makes it appear to uh, be easy to just kind of throw money at a situation and say, well, if I just throw money at it, you know, people will kind of run with this message or run with this product. But in reality, it takes, like you said, time and effort to be able to, you know, gain people's trust, to be able to, to have an authentic message that really resonates with people. And, and it, it will require uh, a little bit of time, a little bit of patience um, to be able to, you know, put the, the steps in. You know, it's, it's like building a relationship. You can't go from, I just met you to let's get married in, in, in one step or two steps. It requires lots of intermediate steps in between that, you know, must be put in place in order to kind of scaffold up into, you know, turning that relationship into something bigger. I can see that. And I think what a lot of people do is they start going out there and communicating their message. And it usually um, doesn't have as much of an impact as they think it would in regards to like going viral and so forth. Um, one of the things that I've kind of found helpful is going out there and reaching out to people first, building that connection, building those relationships and starting a conversation with multiple people. So you start to build that audience at the beginning. And as you said, there's a lot of steps that kind of go in between that. So um, that's one of the things that I could identify. What are some of the things that you've seen as well that kind of help in that process? Well, those are some really good points because I think that gets skipped over quite a bit. Um, we tend to fall in love with our own messages sometimes. And um, maybe that's because we're um, in, you know, in our ivory tower or maybe just because we're just a little disconnected from the front lines or from our audience. Maybe we don't know our audience as well. But from what I've seen is that uh, reaching out and, and building connections is super important. Um, uh, another thing that I've seen that, that really uh, helps to be able to, uh, you know, get that moving forward is to really have a, a different approach as to 
how we're thinking about the, uh, the problem. Do we really understand um, exactly what we're trying to say, exactly who we're trying to say it to? Um, I think not knowing our, our audience well enough is part of the uh, problem or the challenge sometimes is we, we really need to know who they are, what they like, uh, what they're about, what's important to them, instead of just focusing on what's always, you know, what's important to us, what's important to me. You know, if we if we can focus on them, then we can start to resonate with them. Yeah, that problem-solving approach really does help, especially if you're out there and you're communicating a message and a lot of people aren't receiving it. It's kind of shifting that around to what are people actually interested in and if you know your target audience well, you could start to make a good connection with them as well. Um, some other things that I've noticed is that a lot of people might go out there and just try to stay on point with their brand and only uh, have a corporate message that they're going out there and communicating. Um, some people that I see do well add more personal elements into their life and start to be more uh, more humanized and so forth. What do you see in regards to that? Yeah, I think that's uh, something that makes a huge difference. Uh, I think the overly corporatized message um, is, is like they say, the jig is up. Um, I think it's, it's been many years that the audience kind of realizes that those kind of um, canned responses, you know, crafted by the corporate lawyers and things like that, um, are, are artificial. They're basically just to sell you something. And they feel completely inauthentic, and they don't resonate with people. Uh, but having you know, a semblance, and not just a semblance, but really uh, opening up, being more transparent about who we are as people can really help to create that, that authentic connection. Uh, definitely. And a lot of people out there, um, when they incorporate more of the transparent elements, more connections, you see someone going out there and it looks like they're focused about that. But then if you really look at the history of everything, that person might be like five years in or 10 years in. And they did those relationship building steps at the beginning. But oftentimes those go overlooked because you can't you only could see what you could see right now. And I think a lot of people try to emulate that. And that's a lot of the reason that people fail is because they're starting at like step 20. Exactly. And it's, in fact, I was just having a conversation with my daughter about something similar uh, just this morning, is that sometimes we don't see all the work that gets done before you get to step 20. And so the visible part is step 20. Um, and, you know, that looks like, oh, look, look, they just did this one, two, three thing, and then they were this big success. But you don't realize that it may have taken, like you said, one, two, three, four, five years to get to that point. And so, Understanding that there is a process that, you know, requires, you know, step one to step two to step 10 to step 20. And, and uh, you know, there's times when you can jump one if you're, if you're really good. But uh, for the most part, there's certain processes that need to be put in place in order for success to be uh, replicatable. And that's another thing that we can, we can discuss is uh, we may get, 
successful in, in a certain endeavor or in a certain campaign or, or a certain message, even a viral video by accident. But do we really want to have, let's say, success either in business or in our personal life, um, you know, and just kind of hope to hit something by accident every once in a while? And it's better to try to find something that can be uh, systematized so that that success can be repeated. Absolutely. And sometimes some people out there um, will look at other successful people and be like, that person did it all by themselves. But at times, the, uh, a lot of these people who look extremely successful will like have an entire team behind them. Gary Vee, for example, has got like what hundreds of people working for him on his personal brand. But it looks like he's doing everything himself, which really isn't the case. So a lot of people think they could do what Gary does. However, it does take building collaborations, building a team, uh, finding stakeholders that you could who believe in the mutual message, growing together, and all these other things. Not not many people actually do do things alone and make it as far as uh, someone like Gary Vee does as well. Yes, and that's a great example. Uh, and there are a few outliers out there who can take certain things to a certain point. In fact, I know. Um, a pair of people who have been able to take a certain amount of success on their own up to a certain point, but there there comes a time when there's a very solid uh, ceiling that they they begin to hit because once you get past or in order to get past that point, you now require teams of people to be helping you with things, even just for basic things like coordinating collaborations, scheduling arrangements, you know, is, is if it's going to be like a podcast, you know, all kinds of different things that you have a whole team behind who's working on. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't see uh, how much effort goes into building up those teams, nor what that glass ceiling is. And for some, uh, every single person out there kind of does have that glass ceiling that they kind of go out there and encounter. And for each person, it could be completely different. Like someone could hit that ceiling at 3,000 followers. Someone could hit it at 30,000, 300,000, 3 million, and so forth. But once that uh, limit is hit, that's usually the point where it's important to really bring on a team to help you get uh, beyond that. Otherwise, it's just stagnant growth. Yes, and it's, uh, unless unless we want to be always caught up doing all the uh, the administrative work and, you know, the invoicing and the scheduling, you know, but if we're out, you know, doing public speaking or if we're out, you know, doing interviews or if we're out, you know, at events doing certain things or maybe for someone who's who's a, a, like a, like on YouTube doing influencing, um, you know, who's, who's out creating content, that's kind of what they're good at, which is maybe the creative side. It's probably a good idea for someone else to be handling more of the administrative stuff just because it's not because it's less work it's just because that's not really what they're good at their main value is in a different area and they should focus on their strength and then they need, should get help, people to help with the other uh, areas that they're not good at and that's that's the case for myself uh, I'm not the you know best at administrative tasks uh, and you know I can get things done if I need to get them done but uh, it's I hire people out to do that instead just because my, my time is better spent doing other things that I'm better at. They're actually better for my business. Uh, and then other people can do uh, other work better than I can 
and it frees up my time to do more certain things. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And um, what you said about, like, let's say you're a speaker. If you're a speaker, you're great at going out there, getting on stage and speaking to an audience. Maybe negotiating who you're going to go speak in front of isn't your strong suit. Maybe going out there and finding which places and which companies you could go speak at isn't your strong suit. By getting a team to go around there and do all these other aspects, you can go and focus on what you do best and not get tied into the weeds that could kind of slow down your process and could even hurt the process of how well you go out there and speak to your uh, audience as well um it's about time for us to hop off to a commercial break where can people find you brian well they can find me at uh, archimedes.agency that's uh, a-r-c-h-i-m-e-d-e-s dot agency awesome and you can find me at mr leonard kim on twitter and we'll be back after this commercial break Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here with Brian Jimenez, and we've been talking about how to go out there and overcome obstacles. We talked a lot about a lot of the challenges that kind of go on in the world of social media, going out there, building your brand, getting people interested in your personal brand, and so forth, and how to bridge that gap. Um, earlier, Brian mentioned that a lot of the other barriers and obstacles that you could kind of face in life is when you're going into something new. So let's say you were an accountant 
and now you want to become a financial advisor or you're in marketing and all of a sudden you want to go out there and change your career to like architecture or something like that. There's some uh, changes out there that are a little bit more synonymous, but some of them are a lot more challenging. And it, it makes sense for anyone out there. Um, obstacles that they kind of face when they're going out there to do this, and the barriers are, have to be pretty large. Um, Brian, what's some of your, uh, what's some of the things that you've kind of seen in regards to this, and how do you go out there and um, resolve the or overcome these barriers? Well, that's a good question because, you know, especially when we've been in the industry for a long time, we may feel like you know it's too late to change. We may feel like, you know, what will others say? If I make an adjustment now, will they think I'm a failure in my current field and now I'm going to start over? Um, there's all this self-doubt that can come into play. But in reality, uh, one of the things that can help is, and this is this is part of the, the mindset of, you know, that, that comes along with, you know, that we can learn from and glean from creativity and, and innovative individuals is to really not be that interested in, in um, what others may think about that uh, is to just kind of say, look, this is possible, and um, I think I can do this. And let me let me go give it a shot. Um, not being afraid to go out there and 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 really try to get it done. Uh, there, there's a real big stigma that the world places with uh, failing. Obviously, you know, failing in, in many contexts is is a bad thing. It's something that we we do want to avoid, but failing can also be uh, something that helps us to learn and helps us to improve. So depending on how we look at it and how we approach it, uh, you know, failure can be an opportunity. And so when we look at uh, change as an opportunity, when we look at failure as an opportunity, we don't have to be so afraid of it. We don't have to be so afraid of the unknown. We can instead muster up courage because now we see that it's a door that's, that's, opening in front of us and that can lead to something uh, amazing on the other side. Absolutely. And um, if you think about it, there's a lot of people who work at large companies who sit around there and think or chat with their colleagues about like what else they could do because they're um, not enjoying what they're doing as much as they did once they first started. Like me personally, I know a few people who, um, work in like the financial education space and while they made a lot of money doing it like after they hit like the maybe six seven eight year mark of doing it they just kind of get tired and it kind of reaches a point where they hit like burnout and then they just want to like completely pivot and do something new like go do like video game content or something like out uh, <clears throat> on the other end of the spectrum and it's kind of interesting like the challenge is and so forth. And I like what you mentioned about like failure. Like a lot of people do look at failure and see it as an end-all situation where it really isn't. If you fail and you stumble, you can pick yourself up and uh, keep moving. Uh, I think if you kind of look at those more as like little like roadblocks that you kind of have to like navigate around as opposed to an entirety of a failure, uh, that's one philosophy change that could help people really go out there and overcome these situations. 
Absolutely. And when we, we think about, uh, you know, when, when other people are uh, thinking that, you know, maybe I can't do this or maybe what are other people going to say? Sometimes it's important to realize that uh, maybe we've adopted someone else's definition of success as opposed to uh, a definition that we really believe in. And this becomes important, uh, especially when, you know, it seems like we've quote unquote achieved uh, success in a particular field or, you know, in life, you know, my, my bank account is full of money. I have the car that I've always wanted. I have the home that I've always wanted. Why am I not satisfied? Well, maybe it's because uh, we've adopted someone else's definition of what it means to be successful. Maybe our, our definition of success is to uh, maybe live simpler and enjoy time with family. Maybe it's to travel. Maybe it's to do different things every few years. So uh, being able to think uh, out of the box differently from others is a good way to be able to make these uh, shifts. I think living in America has a huge um, implication on adopting how other people view success as how we view it ourselves. Because as we grow up and we watch the commercials and the TV shows, it's about money, it's about power, it's about um, who can have the most nice things and so forth. But is that really what each of us wants? Like, it, it's nice to um, drive a Lamborghini. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. But is that really something that uh, we should go out there and try to attain and take ownership of one day? Like, it, like I think questioning a lot of those things uh, and the definitions of success that's uh, defined by us, it's something to really look at because... Uh, while, while it could be fun to do, is it really going to bring us joy? I mean, it's just a car at the end of the day. Exactly. It, it reminds me of uh, a, a little clip from uh, from Seinfeld where uh, George just stands up. Uh, the first time he, he, he gets on a private plane and he steps in and he goes, this is it. And, you know, this, this is what everyone makes a big deal out of. This is a piece of junk. And so he, he kind of <laughs> finally gets to that point and he kind of says, no, this is not what I was expecting. And I think uh, sometimes if we ever get to that point, we may feel like now we have to justify. You know, now I, I, ha I have to feel, uh, you know, like I'm a success because I kind of reached this milestone that someone else put for me. Um, but when we realize that we don't necessarily have to accept, um, you know, someone else's definition of success or, you know, quote unquote, the American dream, as maybe someone else put it uh, before us, uh, then we realize that if, again, more opportunities open up for us to really think about, just like you mentioned earlier, maybe it's better for, uh, instead of being, uh, you know, totally profit focused, maybe humanity focused. Maybe I need to, what can I do for the environment to improve things? What can I do to improve my relationships and my family? What can I do to you know, give back to my um, customers, you know, to make them happier. So it just opens up a, a much, much richer way of, of living. I agree with that. I remember, like, um, for a long time in my career, like, I made 30 grand or less a year. Then um, one year when I, like, surpassed, like, a quarter million dollars for the year, like, I sat around and I was, I had that George Casanza moment where I'm like, 
this is it. Like, this is all I get. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing the same things I used to do. Yeah. Like, the food I'm eating slightly better. The car I'm driving slightly better. But, I mean, everything else is kind of the same. <laughs> exactly. And I think that realization um, is an important realization. I think uh, because we're constantly bombarded by um you know, information and, and, you know, social medias and TikToks and, you know, viral videos and commercials, we tend to get stuck on a type of autopilot where we're not really uh, as present as maybe we would like to be or we should be. And so we start to, you know, just go about our routine and our day without really thinking if this is really what we should be doing or what we want to be doing. But as soon as we have those kind of moments of clarity, then we can start to reevaluate our situation. And I think this is one of the uh, positive things that started to come out of uh, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic is that it, it did give an opportunity for, uh, you know, the, the world to kind of reevaluate, you know, their situation, you know, for all of us to kind of say, okay, this is a big shift. What's important for me? What's valuable to me? What, where should I be spending my time? Especially if now I'm going to get COVID and my time is now limited. And so I think having that, you know, we don't need to wait for something like that to happen uh, in order for us to have those, you know, introspective moments. But it does help to try to uh, consciously bring those about every once in a while so that we can see if we're on, on our right track. Yeah, COVID was kind of like a great reset where it really helped a lot of people go out there and reanalyze their priorities while at the same time destroying a lot of the amazing things that we love in life, which um, was not fun. Um, but mm -hmm. one thing that I've kind of seen that was interesting is um, a lot of people go out there and there's like this fire movement where you reach financial independence and retire early. And a lot of people are like trying to go and achieve this. But uh, they go out there and they'll cut all their expenses, they'll live at uncomfortable means, and they'll do everything possible to spend um, as much time to make that income go up so they can have residual income and have all their bills covered and so forth. And um, while some people are able to achieve it, there aren't a lot of people who aren't, but then they get stuck in this like grinding mindset where... Um, they're sacrificing so much of the enjoyment out of their lives to try to reach mm -hmm. a specific number. And um, it's kind of sad to see. I mean, like I like during COVID, like I unintentionally hit like this fire system, like looking back back and going oh i did that and i was like that's kind of actually boring when you don't really have much work to do and you're making a lot of money it's like there's nothing really to do um i, I don't know like if people actually saw what was on the other side like they think they could do all these amazing things but um is that really what people should be going out there and um attaining i mean like Working is, like, enriching, and um, a lot of things are, like, fun and enjoyable in life. But I don't know, like, doing things like this, it could take a lot away from someone. Yes, exactly. And that's why we want to be able to, you know, every once in a while, you know, not be afraid to, you know, ask some hard questions, you know, or, 
you know, have a po- uh, an unpopular opinion. Um, you know, just because it's not popular doesn't mean that it's necessarily not useful or or not the right opinion. Uh, I'm I'm a big believer in uh, you know questioning the status quo. Um, you know, it's it's the the system you know continues forward and and the cogs continue to 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 move and and, and push everything forward. But it's good to ask ourselves, you know. Uh, you know, am I just the cog in the machine? That's, or am I really, you know, doing something satisfying uh, with life? And that, that's why when I talk about, you know, trying to break barriers, <coughs> excuse me, I try to think about, you know, what ways can I be creative in my thinking? What ways can I try to use, uh, you know, thinking like like certain innovators? I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Archimedes, as you can tell from the name of my, my business. Who was a famous, I mean, the father of, math, of mathematics, and one of the, the greatest minds in history. And it's one of the things that he did is he he played uh, in inside of different domains. He wasn't afraid to jump into different domains, even if people said, "Well, you're not qualified to do this or that." He was able to say, "Hey, I'm going to go explore this area and explore that area, and I'm going to see what it all has to do to get the big picture." And I think that's where if we get so focused on maybe our day-to-day tasks, we get this tunnel vision and we, we can lose track of the big picture. And so by, by you know, not losing our curiosity, by, you know, being able to try to think creatively out of the box, we can regain that big picture. Yeah, I agree with that. And we're questioning the uh, status a lot of people's status quo and um, not taking that moment to go out and question it. But then in doing so, they're losing their creativity, they're losing and they're losing a lot of the things that really matter to really bring an enriching life and help overcome those barriers that uh, we're going to end up facing in life. And I think one of the things that you mentioned where if you go out there and try multiple you go out there and have that curiosity. What it does is it kind of attracts more people to you because um, when you have that curious mindset about life in general, it also falls into other people as well and uh, who you surround yourself with. And when you kind of take interest into other people, they start to gravitate towards you as well. Exactly. It opens up a different way of seeing the world. and this is something that isn't, this doesn't happen to myself, but it happens to a few other people that I know who, and I'm sure even to yourself, who, um, you know, people may sometimes say, oh, how, how did you know that that was going to happen? How did you see that? Um, or, or how did you know that this trend was going to, you know, become this thing that it became, you know, before other people knew about it? Well, that's because when you, when you think differently, you're able to perceive things differently. And so when we think like everyone else, well, we're going to see, what everyone else sees and we're going to have the same results that they do. But if we're, you know, we have the courage to do things a little bit differently, then we're able to then see maybe things that other people can't see. And that, uh, you know, when it comes to our personal life, that can bring insights to us that may not have been obvious. When it comes to business, uh, those insights become competitive advantages that then you can have um, that, you know, your, your other competitor may not be able to have because, again, they're, you know, doing things just like everyone else. So 
being able to have this kind of creative mindset, this playful kind of innovative spirit um, can really help to break down all these different kinds of barriers. I think a lot of people would really want to know how to go out there and start thinking differently so they could seize a lot of the opportunities around them. I'm but it's about time for us to stop off to a commercial break. After that, we could get into exactly what to do to change uh, thinking, Brian. But where can people find you? They can find me on uh, Archimedes.agency. That's A-R-C-H-I-M-E-D-E-S dot agency. Awesome. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard the Camel on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And get amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influence channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with the Replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Brian Jimenez, and we've been talking a lot about how to go out there and break barriers from professional life to personal life to social media to building your brand and so forth. And, um, Brian, you said you have some steps that people could go out there and follow to really go out there and make this work, right? Uh, Would you be able to share some of those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So here's some of the steps that I recommend to those who either on a personal level or on a business level want to be able to 
break barriers, want to be able to adopt the type of mindset that great innovators in history have been able to uh, utilize in order to uh, uncover great opportunities, uncover insights that others cannot see, and to be able to access things that others can't access. Um, the first one is to uh, be curious. That's the first step. Be curious. Always have this questioning nature. And don't always take everything that uh, comes at you at face value and, and accept it. We know that, you know, uh, not everything that we read on the Internet is true. So but being curious is, is an important aspect. Um, and, and uh, being brave enough to be curious. Think differently is another step. Don't be afraid to think differently so that you can have different things than everyone else. The next step is to don't be afraid to play in multiple domains. Most of us tend to, you know, feel like we have expertise in a certain area or feel like our place is in this place and not this other place. But it's okay in many instances to play in multiple domains because when we do that, we're able to actually infer and understand certain un unobvious things that connect these different domains. And that can help us to derive insights. Another thing is to don't be afraid to ask hard questions. Many times, because of either social pressures or things of that nature, we tend to not want to ask the hard questions. And this, this can be something that can hold us back because it's when we ask those hard questions that we get real answers. Uh, anyone can give an answer, but if if it's not the real answer or if it's not the answer that's going to help to where we go, then it's not uh, that useful. So we want to be nice about it, nice people, but we do want to be able to ask the hard questions so we can get good answers to it. Another step is to uh, try to look beyond what others have already seen. Uh, you'll get many times people who will, They'll say, well, there's nothing more to see in this area. Everything's been done. This is already saturated. Sometimes that can be the case, but it's always good to try to look beyond because just because they can't see it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't see beyond, right? So sometimes that people, what they'll do is they'll psychologically project their own shortcomings onto us because they can't see it, we can't see it. But many times that's not the case. And so we want to be able to try to look beyond what others have already seen. Uh, another point is to try to uh, reinterpret the data. Sometimes we receive uh, certain information and we're kind of told what we should think about that information. Or, or we're all, it's almost like we're, we're handed a conclusion. But many times... Uh, at least, and you'll know this from speaking with academics as well, is data can be interpreted in different ways. It, it just depends on what type of data it is, how it's being analyzed and processed, and how it's put together. Uh, and many times data can be reinterpreted. So don't be afraid to reinterpret data. Data can sometimes 
uh, give a, a very different message than what you may initially have, have thought. Um, another point is to uh, make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes because mistakes can create learning opportunities and mistakes can help with the next step, which is uh, iterate. Mistakes can help you to create more iterations, which can get you to a better version of what you're trying to achieve and, and, and continue the process of improvement. The next step is, is iterate, 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 iterate. Another step is to don't be afraid to express uh, an unpopular opinion. Uh, just because it's not popular doesn't necessarily mean that it's not uh, the, the right opinion or something. Yeah? And many times uh, this is what is necessary to try to uh, break a barrier is to try to See beyond what is popularly known, and you know, not be afraid to express something that's unpopular. And the next one is similar. This question is status quo. Um, you know, things aren't always as they appear to be, and uh, life is is beautiful. It's complex. So many times, there's more than one way to do things. The status quo sometimes will tell us to do uh, certain things in a certain way because that's kind of what's easier for. Uh, you know, for, for, uh, in general, but we're all individuals and, uh, things, you know, can be quite different for us. We can, it's okay to question. Question doesn't necessarily mean, uh, to disobey the status quo or to smash it. It just is questioning. There's nothing wrong with asking the question, whether it's appropriate, whether it's right, whether it's still makes sense. Maybe it's just thing that the antiquated that needs to be updated. So questioning the status quo should be um, fairly, fairly uh, important. Another thing uh, that I recommend <coughs> is to challenge um, orthodox authorities. Uh, again, it, it, it's, it's more in a, in a questioning nature uh, because uh, you know experts uh, are good at what they do, but they're not perfect. And uh, last is act on what you learn, and that's that's the final step. Awesome. So basically, uh, for anyone out there that creates differently, claim multiple domains, ask hard questions, look beyond what others have already seen, reinterpret the data, make mistakes, iterate, 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 and iterate some more. Express your opinions, question the status quo, challenge what's out there, and act on what you learn. Um, I like what you said about going out there and claiming multiple domains. Like a lot of people look at Warren Buffett and think he's successful due to his own uh, merits alone. However, his business partner and close friend, Charlie Munger, um, is claimed to be an expert generalist who is someone who goes out there and claims multiple domains and learns a lot about. A little, uh, a medium amount about like a lot of different things, and that allows him to be able to hop into any conversation and talk to anyone about anything from like dinosaurs yes. to socks to commercial real estate to basically anything you could think of, probably even Pokemon cards. And because he goes out <laughs> there and does this, he's able to go out there and like 
have a conversation with anyone. And we think that Warren Buffett's uh, the huge success on his own, but if Charlie wasn't bringing up all these random conversations with everyone, would Warren be where he is? It's a question to really think about. Exactly. And that's, it, it, it all stems from uh, this idea uh, that at the time uh, it was a good idea. When people say that a jack of all trades is a master of none, which tends to be true in, in, in certain fields, like in engineering and things. Um, but the domain that you're speaking about is not engineering necessarily. That's, an, that's a, a domain of ideas, domain of, of uh, you know, social, uh, let's say, interactions and uh, relationship building and networking. Uh, and so in, in that idea, domain, uh, being a jack of all trades is actually highly beneficial. Um, and the whole idea of a jack of all trades is a master of none doesn't really apply there. And so I think um, hearing that, that, you know, time-worn wisdom of jack of all trades, as long as we were aware of where it applies, because in engineering, that's a, that, that could actually be very true, but it doesn't make it true in every domain. And so only by jumping in, in different domains do we get to realize uh, nuanced things like that. And then that's how we kind of start to uh, find non-obvious solutions to the complex challenges that the world throws at us. Yeah, and the more that you're able to go out there and gather, like from the surface, if you said, what's the comparison between cars and food and how do they relate to each other? Most people would draw a blank and say there's no connection at all. However, as you learn yeah. more about real estate, more about cars, more about food, more about space travel, more about all these different things, you start to see how like everything is really intertwined with each other and how one thing works with another to another to another and how everything's all intertwined wine and works together and it's really eye-opening the more layers you're able to kind of add to that exactly exactly it's just a matter of taking a little bit of time to you know adjust our perspective a little bit widen out try to take a bigger picture of things we're all busy in our day-to-day -day routines but if we're able to step back a little bit get that bird's eye view we're able to then see the interconnected structures that you know sometimes we miss Right. I live in you know, Southern California. So sometimes I, you know, the mountains are, are right here, but I don't always <laughs> look and see them. They're always there. But, you know, and the same thing can happen with us if we're, you know, too focused on our day to day activities, we can miss the bigger picture. But let's make sure we take the time to uh, enjoy that, you know, large, large landscape. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, how many things you could go out there and miss. Like, about, like, half a decade or so ago, uh, one of my friends was like, do you want to go to a park in L.A.? And I, like, scoffed. And I'm like, there's no parks in L.A. <laughs> so, like, of course, there's, like, many parks in L.A. But, like, sometimes I like, miss, like, simple key things beyond yes, and exactly. get into multiple different domains. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Anyway, um, we got about like five minutes left in our show. Do you have any like final last words that you want to leave our, our audience with? Well, just uh, wanted to make sure that I communicate that uh, it's okay uh, if we're, uh, you know, doing our, our own thing and we're, we have our, our area of expertise and, and, and our domain. Uh, but 
it's okay also if, if you want to be able to explore a different domain. Don't feel like it's too late to do that. Uh, other people may tell you that it is. It's okay. Let them tell you. Um, you know, it, it's it's still you you have an opportunity to be able to explore uh, different areas. Uh, and like I said, it, it does require a, a little bit of courage to muster up to try to be different. Um, but great innovators, uh, great inventors, uh, great people in history uh, have done this constantly. Whenever they have massive innovation, whenever they break through these massive barriers, and they're always they always stay creative. They always uh, are uh, okay with making mistakes, and they're always ready to explore uh, uncharted territory and then apply what they learn. And so these are some of the things that will help us to, uh, you know, always be able to. Uh, find ways to to break down barriers and you know hopefully achieve our goals. And I'll leave it with this: um, it's going to be scary, especially if you're thinking out there and changing, uh, looking at change and thinking of doing something new. But usually, fear is an indicator that we're onto something right, that something really is resonating with our heart, that we really want to go out there and do something. And that fear is there to kind of give us a litmus test to make sure that we really want to go out there and do it. So don't let fear stop you from doing something, and let it empower you to go out there and move forward, because it means that you're onto something great. Anyways, um, everyone who's out there who wants to uh, find Brian, Brian, where can everyone find you once again? So they can find me uh, on Archimedes.agency. That's uh, A-R-C-H-I-M-E-D-E-S dot agency. Awesome. And you can find me at uh, Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.